1: You are locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Coming to you from the twelfth floor in Fifty Pin Place in Oklahoma City, the home of thirteen forty, the game, and News Radio One Thousand KTOK. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast for the fifteenth of August, being recorded at about four thirty. Central Standard Time, and welcome to the show. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on the podcast, we will talk about Russell Westbrook's odds to win the MVP, and what exactly does winning the MVP mean now for any basketball player? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you exactly what that means in segment number one, plus We'll talk about some of Sam Presti's biggest stretches that paid off, and I'll even explain what exactly a stretch is when a GM decides to go out and sign a player. In segment number two, we'll tell you what Carmelo Anthony got right, that Kawhi Leonard got wrong, and then finally in segment number three, I will tell you why the Bruce Bowen situation with the Los Angeles Clippers still pisses me off. And we'll even give you an update on the Thunder play by play situation. Talk to some people involved with that. So I'll have that news for you. If you don't know who I am, my name is Eric G. I am a contributor to both News Radio 1000 KTOK and Sports Radio 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City. I've covered the Thunder for five years, hosted a lot of pre-games, and may be doing that again soon. Hint, hint. I will just throw that out there. For grins and giggles, I also contribute to Thunder Digest. And I've been lucky enough to uh, cover this team for five years and be a credentialed member of the media. And if I mentioned I covered this team for five years, this is the third time now that I'm doing it. But I am uh, very grateful to the Oklahoma City Thunder for everything they've done for me. And I'm a Thunder fan, like many of you. So thank you very much for joining us. Let's jump into this Locked On Thunder podcast for the 15th of August. And Russell Westbrook has 14 to 1 odds to win the NBA MVP. Now, surprise, surprise, King James has the best odds at 10 to 3. And looking for some surprises here. I don't know. I kind of think that Kawhi Leonard at 11 to 1 is a bit of a surprise because we just don't know what Kawhi Leonard's going to give us. That is such a mixed bag in Toronto. I wouldn't dare bet money on Kawhi Leonard to win the MVP. And if you're just looking for some smart money, I'll, I will throw this out there. If you're looking for somebody to bet on, to, to win some money with, I would take Victor Oladipo at 100-1 to 1 odds, especially after last year getting the most improved player. Paul George has 125-1. to 1. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole because if anybody's going to win MVP on the Oklahoma City Thunder, it's going to be Russell Westbrook. But maybe Dame Lillard at 45 to 1, Kyrie Irving at 16 to 1. And where was Gordon? Oh, yeah, that's right. Gordon Hayward, 150 to 1. And if Gordon Hayward, think about this for a second. If Gordon Hayward comes back and has a tremendous year coming off the injury, well, I can see him getting some sympathetic votes and start to figure in that conversation. So those are the guys that you might want to lay some money on because certainly I want to help you win money, but they're your odds right now for MVP, and those were tweeted out by Eric Horn today of News OK. But what does winning the MVP really mean? And that's what I should have started this segment off with, but let's get to it now. What does winning the MVP mean for anyone? And it means absolutely nothing. It is a worthless award. All this award is now is a conversation starter or a reason for people on first take or whatever that show is with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp to argue. That's it. First things first, which is actually not that show. It's something else. But that's what the MVP is for. And LeBron James, I will tell you right now, LeBron James is going to win the MVP if the Lakers just make it to the playoffs. Because as it has been said over the last few years, LeBron James is the best player in the NBA, which you already knew. But it, it keeps being repeated that he could win the MVP every year. So people start questioning, why is Russell Westbrook winning the MVP? Why is James Harden winning the MVP? Why, or why did he win the MVP? Because LeBron James is the best player. Why aren't we just giving it to him every year? And what was LeBron James' fatigue has now turned into LeBron James' guilt. And all these writers and all these other people who have MVP votes are starting to feel guilty about not giving this award to LeBron James. And because LeBron James last year took a ragtag munch in Cleveland and could take a psychotic bunch in Los Angeles to the playoffs that only bodes well for him to add another one to the collection. So that is exactly what's going to happen. But if you're LeBron James, I don't know that winning the MVP is really that big a deal. You want to win championships. What that MVP is there for is when we start arguing about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan or LeBron James versus Kobe Bryant, then we want to bring that up when we're having that who is the greatest discussion. And we start throwing MVPs and championships and everything else we can possibly think of to cement our argument. That's all it means to me now. And quite frankly, if LeBron James is the best player in the NBA, and if he is the most deserving player to win the MVP every single year, I don't have a problem with that. I also don't have a problem if a voter says, I'm tired of voting for LeBron James. He's the best player. We know he's the best player. I want to give it to James Harden. Let's just, just break it up because Harden carried a Rockets team with a depleted roster. Actually, he didn't, but I'm just I'm throwing that out there. I, I should have said Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook carried the Thunder with a depleted roster that obviously makes him the most valuable player in the league. Then I'm going to vote for him because it's subjective and it's supposed to be subjective. It's kind of like the Heisman Trophy. It's a subjective award that is voted on by writers and other people, and your definition of what that award means varies. And and I don't want to see that change. I used to work with a co-host who wanted black and white, hard criteria on what you were supposed to have accomplished for all these awards, but you can't do it. Because the reason the the award is there is to generate discussion, and if you have these hard facts... You don't generate the discussion. People aren't talking about the award and the award, and then it's just not that big a deal. Carmelo Anthony left. He wrote a letter. We'll talk about the letter coming up in segment number two. But I, I get the feeling for a lot of people, when discussing Carmelo Anthony, they looked at him as a stretch, like like Sam Presti made some great leap of faith. And I don't understand that. I've talked to a couple of Thunder fans that feel that way. Carmelo Anthony's not a stretch. When you're talking about stretches for the Oklahoma City Thunder that Sam Presti went out and got that... And I'll, All right, first of all, let me give you my definition of a stretch. A stretch is not a bust. Like, Kyle Singler, to me, wasn't a stretch because he was a part of another trade You got him. The stretch was signing him to that big contract, but at the same time, you could justify it because other teams were interested in it. A stretch is where you look at somebody and go, hmm, okay. You you don't really have like one, it's not, you don't have a hot opinion one way or the other. You don't hate it. You don't love it. It's just, hmm, okay. Let's see what this turns out to be. Two stretches that I came up with that that turned out great for Sam Presti, and I would love your input at LockedOnOKC.com. That's at LockedOnOKC.com of other guys you think fall into this category, but my two guys are Raymond Felton and Corey Brewer. When the Oklahoma City Thunder got Corey Brewer, they were desperate. They needed somebody who could just come in and play consistently, and there was nothing you looked at. On Corey Brewer's resume, before he came to Oklahoma City, during his time with the Lakers that showed you he was going to be consistent, and then it turned out, well, Raymond Felton, the guy that had been out of the league. You didn't know what you were going to get with him. You just needed somebody to back up Rush. You decided that you were going to go with a veteran-heavy team, and Raymond Felton came out and managed to work wonders. I'm starting to think that maybe... Maybe Dennis Schroeder is a bit of a stretch. I'm starting to think that because I just... Schroeder, to me, is the X factor in this entire season with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Him and Jeremy Grant's ability to step out beyond the arc and and hit three-pointers. And then, of course, there is Andre Robertson. So now you've got three X factors, which defeats the purpose of an X factor. But Dennis Schroeder is an X factor to me because... We don't know how he's going to play without the ball. We don't know what his attitude is going to be like having to be a backup and not be a starter, and is he going to get to play one or is he going to be forced to play two? It's such a fascinating thing to talk about over these next few weeks is what this guy is going to mean to Oklahoma City, and I can't wait to watch it all unfold at training camp or actually these first few weeks of the season, which aren't that far away when you start to think about it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G coming to you live from 50 pin place and coming up next, what Carmelo Anthony got right that Kawhi Leonard didn't and why I have no faith in the Lakers this year. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. And coming up tomorrow on Locked on Thunder, we will discuss, is Mike D'Antoni right? Is Carmelo Anthony actually a much better fit for Houston than he was with the Knicks? That has been said. It's hanging out there. I sort of touched on it, but tomorrow we'll go into it a little bit deeper. I also want to encourage you, if you like what you hear, go to LockedOnThunder.com where we have all our podcast archive And don't forget LockedOnSports.com for all our podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network. And coming August the 20th, we add college to that mix, and I will be doing the Locked On Sooners podcast. And uh, thank you very much to everybody for your support of Locked On Thunder. Say what you want to about Carmelo Anthony when you're using words to describe him. But just don't call him fake. That's the one word you can't use to describe Carmelo Anthony is fake. He is genuine through and through. Might he be a prima donna? Yeah. Might he be delusional about how good he is right now as an NBA player? Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that he's delusional. If you, if you want to call him that, Jason Whitlock. But one thing you can't call Carmelo Anthony is a fraud. Because the dude is just real. There is no person in the Thunder organization that I have felt to be more honest and genuine than Carmelo Anthony. And in a sense, when I say that, that's not being fair to a lot of guys. It's not being fair to Russ. It's not being fair to Sam Presti. Because in a way, you could say that all these guys are genuine. They just have their own feel about how they go about expressing and showing that genuineness. But Carmelo Anthony, as I said earlier on a podcast, has no dislike for Oklahoma City or dislike for the Thunder organization. And he penned a letter to show his appreciation to Oklahoma City, and in it he says, I know it was only one season, but from the time I arrived in OKC, I was greeted with so much love from the team, the organization, and of course, in all caps, the incredible fans of this amazing city. Throughout the entire season, game after game, you cheered me on. You rooted for us as a team. That is something I will always cherish and never forget, that genuine support kept me going all season long. And don't think that Carmelo Anthony doesn't for one second know that people criticized him. He's very well aware of people criticizing him. He was aware of the questions surrounding his shooting percentage and his drop in scoring and not being the same player. And he was, when he was asked about it from time to time, he'd get a little bit snippy about his shooting percentage. That being said, when you compare him to Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard pinned the same sort of letter to the San Antonio Spurs and their fans, Kawhi Leonard was a guy that wasn't going to games, wasn't showing up for his teammates. Now, granted, I've been on Kawhi's side. And if Kawhi was hurt or he felt he knew his body better than the Spurs and didn't want to rush it back to do further damage to his body. I don't have an issue with that. But it is well documented that Kawhi and and the Spurs were on the outs. And Carmelo Anthony never, at any point during the season, during the season, ripped the organization, the fans, or any of his teammates. And even when Carmelo Anthony did his exit interview, it wasn't as if he was ripping the organization. It was just, hey, I've made all these sacrifices. Family friends and this is all i'm willing to do this is all i'm willing to sacrifice but i did a lot for this team and maybe to some extent i don't feel like they gave me everything in return that i gave them but it was never out and out destroying them never being a nuisance everybody's always said that he was professional and you just don't get the sense That even if Carmelo Anthony was unhappy about his role with the Oklahoma City Thunder, that he was ever a malcontent. Obviously, there had to be discussions that went on between Sam Presti and Billy Donovan and Carmelo Anthony, but I don't think it ever got so contentious that Carmelo Anthony, at least from what I'm hearing, stormed out of an office or decided to hell with it. I'm not going to play anymore. So Carmelo Anthony, genuine Kawhi Leonard, I would put him in the fake category at this point. Carmelo Anthony's letter, I think, was from the heart where I see Kawhi's is just trying to save face on his way to Toronto. Kyle Kuzma says that people are doubting the Lakers a little bit too much. Kyle, count me in that category. I have zero faith in the Lakers this year. Sure, you're going to make the playoffs, but that's because of LeBron James. Anything beyond that dude is gravy, and your expectations, Kyle, shouldn't be that high. Now, granted, you do play for the team, so maybe you should. I say granted a lot. Anyway, Kyle probably should have higher expectations than I do. Here's the problem with the Los Angeles Lakers, though. For as great as LeBron James is, stripes for a lot of times don't change for guys. Bad habits don't change. And what you did in Cleveland was incredible. But it's going to take close to all year long, if all year long, to get these guys on the same page. On the court, off the court. And there's so much crazy in that locker room. I'm not sure that Dr. Phil would be a great coach of this team. I, I don't think he could go in there and work things out. Even if you had a staff of let's uh, let's talk about Phil Jackson Dr. Phil no I, and I meant like Dr. Phil not Phil Jackson but you have Phil Jackson Dr. Phil and then uh, Dr drew from the, from the sex show on MTV was it Loveline yeah you have those three guys I still don't think they could they could work all the wires right in all the brains of all the dudes that they have what the Lakers need more than anything is a Kobe Bryant type player they just don't have it. And for as respected as LeBron James is, he's not respected in the way Kobe Bryant is where you feared him. Maybe LeBron James instills that fear. Maybe he proves me wrong. And let's hope he does. If you're a Laker fan, if you're not a Laker fan and you hate the team, then hope that LeBron James instills no fear in these guys. And they continue to be just average to mediocre at best. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Coming up next, I'll tell you how to solve the situation so guys like Bruce Bowen don't get fired. And I'll give you an update on the play-by-play situation for the Oklahoma City Thunder right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast.
1: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. Don't forget, Locked on Sooners debuts Monday, and please go to LockedOnThunder.com for all the Locked on Thunder podcast archives and LockedOnSports.com. For all the Locked On Sports Podcasts. So we're uh, very excited about where this direction is going. You can also listen to us on iTunes. You can do it on Spotify, Alexa. So many ways to get the Locked On Podcast Network. But it's local experts covering the biggest story every single day. And I need to be listening to Locked On Clippers to hear what they're saying about this Bruce Bowen situation. There have been very few gutless moves that compared to what the Los Angeles Clippers did to Bruce Bowen. This was a royal screwing. And just to give you a bit of an insight on what it's like to be a broadcaster, especially when you do sports, it's, hey, give us your opinion. Make your opinion strong. We don't want you to be a homer. We want you out on the edge. We want you just dancing on that line. Never be afraid to give your opinion. Oh, you said that. You criticize this player. Well, we're going to have to let you go. Kawhi Leonard is not guaranteed to be a Los Angeles Clipper. He may not want to be a Los Angeles Clipper. He may want to be, in his heart of hearts, a Los Angeles Laker. And that opportunity is going to be open for him at the end of this season. And if Kawhi Leonard chooses to go someplace else, or let's say he pulls a Paul George and stays in Toronto, then you sacrifice the dude's career for somebody that may not have the same kind of feelings as you do. This was just this was something that could have been so smoothed over. And the apology and everything that Bruce Bowen did should have been accepted. And trust me, Bruce Bowen and Kawhi Leonard, both former Spurs, I think they could have got on the same page, had a talk, and cleared things up so the Clippers wouldn't have to make this move. But ultimately, if you want to you want to fix this and you want the broadcast to be uncensored for lack of a better term, and that's really not the right term because you're not going to be using swear words on the broadcast. But if you want guys to just be honest and have the best broadcast you possibly can, then you've got to let the teams quit hiring the play-by-play guys. You have to let the networks do it. You have to let them be network employees. And thus, the network has to protect the broadcasters from the teams. So when your color guy or your play-by-play guy says something that's controversial, then you've got to have your network bosses go to the team, stick up for you. And yes, there's going to be some times that it's uncomfortable. And yes, there are going to be times that players in the organization aren't real happy with you, but that's sort of the working relationship that broadcasters are supposed to have with the teams. But not so much anymore because you've got the teams hiring the broadcasters Thus, a lot of times they have to toe the company line. And I don't blame the broadcasters for doing it. You've got to put food on the table. So you have to do what the team wants. Which leads us into this, an update on the Thunder play-by-play situation. I have heard from somebody who is interested in that job and has actually applied for that job that the Thunder are down to their finalist. I cannot tell you who the guy is that told me that because it's, it's sources, sources say. But I do think that he would be a great hire. And I I, I say that as someone who really values Brian Davis as a person. That this guy would be a great fit for Brian Davis because he would fit in with what the organization wants. And like Brian Davis, he's just a good person all the way around. But I've been told that they are down to their finalists. So get ready for an announcement on that soon. And if I hear anything before it is announced officially... Then I'll let you know here at lockedonthunder.com. Or you can follow me at lockedonokc. That's at lockedonokc. I think I may have said at lockedonthunder, but it's at lockedonokc for breaking thunder news when it happens and thunder updates. But that's at lockedonokc. I'm Eric G. That wraps up this podcast. We're out of here. We will be back tomorrow on the LOPN, Locked On Podcast Network. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder
1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.